Welcome to Speak Sex. I'm your host, Eve Eurydice. I'm a Greek uh, poet from the island of Lesbos. I wrote uh, three books on female sexuality, Satyricon USA with Scribner, F32, The Second Coming with Virago, F32. I've written the Sex Files column for years. Um, I'm a multimedia artist with the theme of female sexuality and objectification and how to overcome the dichotomy between our bodies and our minds and our souls um, that no longer serves us. Um, So that's the purpose for this podcast is to find freedom through words, even though words are the product of the dominant culture, find new words to recreate ourselves and open up space for sexual freedom, for sexual truth, for sexual energy, for the simple act of like touching our own body without thinking about it, without it meaning anything more than reassurance, physical reassurance. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer. Today's guest um, is here all the way from London, UK. Lulu Brown is a muse musician and photographer welcome to the podcast thank you so much for having me good Mm. to be here yeah (laughs) so um i know very little about you i know your work Mm -hmm. um so i've seen your artwork um and i'm a fan of it but i know almost nothing about your sexual narrative and journey so i'd love to start with hearing the basics of that, where you started, what you've learned, where you are. Mm -hmm. So I did grow up in the UK in Europe where um, sexuality is talked about a lot. Um, It's quite mischievous, I would say. BDSM is out there. You can walk walk down the street and you'll see um, bondage shops. Right. And it's quite Mm -hmm. normal within like Camden Market, for example, um, so it's always there. And I guess starting, I'm going to start at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the flourishing. This is the flowering of my sexuality. I would say in the past couple of years, I've really come into and been able to express my um, sexuality to the fullest of exploring aspects of BDSM um, with a partner that also matches my intellectual needs and spiritual needs. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, so why I start at the end is because the end is related to the beginning because it's expressing the things that I felt from a very young age. Um, I was when people were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I want to be a dominatrix. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what age was that? Oh, my goodness. Um <laughs> you know in 12 like, yeah 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 wow. 12 yeah mm-hmm. yeah 12 13 um not that i really knew what that was well um, yeah you didn't know all the details no no, no <laughs> but you know i was just that i something about that probably seen a cartoon in drawings and or or, or just being around london just right seeing it, yeah you know mm-hmm. um or you manga know, or uh, yeah, I mean, there are lots of that really actually great funnily enough Mm. Funnily enough, um, yeah, this is one of my youngest kind of erotic memories. Um, I had gotten some Japanese animation and there was this character that was wearing like a red latex bodysuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the big boobs. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's sexy. I like that, you know. And I was like, I don't know what I'm feeling here, but it's, it's exciting. Um, so, yeah, and, and that curiosity and ability to express part of yourself um as you when you're younger compared to when you're older take on completely different shades because as a, a young person maybe like you know exploring my body I'm just exploring I'm seeing what it does how it reacts and it's a it's a different level of intimacy where being older now there's there's this intimacy that is mature that is in union that's no longer exploratory but is evolutionary where we come together for um, a sharing of energy and we understand the alchemy of bodies coming together or sexuality coming together. So it's a completely different view on on what it is. 
and being able to really um, come into myself and express myself in <clears throat> in society where my sexuality is sacred to me and everyone else's sexuality is sacred to them. And once we have mutual respect, I need to share it with the world, but I'm not going to hide it either. But not everyone is worthy of that part of myself. That's that right. Sacred. Beautiful sister. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's very important, you know, for women especially to not just give away their sex, you know, their sexual power, their sexual, um, you know, release, give it away thoughtlessly or indiscriminately or mm. to someone who will not use it for good, mm-hmm. you know, will turn them into an object, mm-hmm. a receptacle, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's beautiful and to know that choice. Right, you to know. use it yourself. Because when I was younger, it was definitely like, I'm just exploring, I'm just out here. Like, all right, my first time I was like, all right, I'm going to see what this is all about. Let me go find a mate. It's like, okay, all right, this is what it is. Mm. Boring. <laughs> 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 I think yeah. everybody's first time, I mean, the only thing that makes the first time, f- you know, wonderful at all is if you're insane in love mm. and have waited for so long, right, that finally the release is just mm. great. Mm. Cause it, right. Because, yeah, which, which is like the, the old up. model of mm. waiting and waiting and waiting and making out for like years. Mm. <laughs> mm. So you get, but otherwise no one knows what they're doing. So, you know, the body itself, it's yeah. first time doesn't yeah. really know what's happening. Yeah. And it's so nice. Yeah. So with the, um, with the BDSM, I so think you went into BDSM right away. I no, no. I've always been interested in BDSM. I've, right, you as you know, said, yeah. It's always been there. I've always kind of wanted to play with a partner in that way, and you know, bit by bit, bring certain aspects out. Um, so, like, start with spanking or biting, spanking, choking, biting. candles. Okay, um, candles is definitely a little more in evolved <laughs> uh, <I would laughs> biting and spanking and you know and slapping yeah. seems like everybody you know can yeah. feel that urge at some mm-hmm. moment without mm-hmm. needing the props mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and you had that from your 20s well, from your well, i guess teens? the big bomb the big bomb which i was trying to hold until later on um, mm-hmm. i have <laughs> always wanted to penetrate a man mm. i don't know why Mm-hmm. It really turns me on. Mm. Um, there's something about it that you know they get to feel us from the inside. I would just want to feel a man from the inside, right? You know, uh, like playing with a man's prostate. I don't know when he climaxes on my fingers is is a really nice feeling in a sense of like, yeah, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> that's great, you know. And that's definitely been since I was younger. Mm-hmm. How um, old? Oh. Probably around the same time as kind of the dominatrix thing and, you know, like 12, 13, 14, that sort of awakening. I definitely didn't explore that until my 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you found a man who was willing or wast. Uh, or some, yeah. yeah, and yeah. was really open about it, mm-hmm. even a little bit in my late 20s, but not to this um, level. Because I think, you know, for a, a mate that takes a, for a man also, it might take a certain level of maturity that might not come until a certain age. Yeah, yeah, that that openness, that that you know, place where you feel you don't uh, have to sacrifice any masculinity, vulnerability, right? To ex- to yeah, to be vulnerable yeah. and still feel masculine. Yes, yes. Um, which is important because n- none of us want to rob the men f- of their masculinity. It just doesn't have to be so you know narrow. Yeah, so narrow. It defined. isn't always a power play. Yeah, yeah. and giving up power you know the exchange of power is more interesting because it's more di- you know diverse it, mm-hmm. it's not so repetitive so mm-hmm. giving up the power and then taking power mm. right becomes yeah. much more multi-layered because it's a gift right you know um in this exchange it's a gift of power between each other right yeah and you, I think you feel more when you receive than when you give. I mean, practically speaking, <laughs> specifically on like the physical level, not not emotionally or spiritually or mm. energetically, mm. but just basically like, you know, the nerve viewers and the sinews mm. of the body. Yeah. You just feel more when things are done to you yeah. than when you do things. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and especially as a male with a little, you know, the very short orgasmic span, mm-hmm. the ejaculation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So it can only be enriching, but it's what's the mental part is the lim- the limiting, you know, that it's very hard in our society still to this day for a heterosexual, heteronormative male to just be open about any, any of that stuff without feeling emasculated, you know, mm-hmm. just silly, but true. I think there's a lot more out there, you know. They just, who, uh, who just not out, and I think, right? And I think they just need to play with themselves. Mm. Um, explore yourself more. That goes for men and women. Explore right. yourself. How yeah. do you orgasm? What turns you on? What right. doesn't? You know, know yourself sexually um, so you can go out there and you know what you want. You know how to express it. Right. And then release it in a healthy way. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, masturbation is like one of the first lessons for sex ed. Yeah, there's no better. And then like buy a couple of toys and yeah, see what happens. No, exactly. Right? Yeah. No, I actually my first orgasm wasn't with a partner, it was by myself mm-hmm. masturbating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, me too. Because <laughs> masturbated long before I had a partner. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And very strangely, um, you know, even though I, I did attach a lot of shame and fear and horror because I was young to uh, masturbation because I, I didn't even have a word for it in when I was, a, you know, a child, when I was young um, and I knew it was bad. <laughs> so, you know, that's all I understood that mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing it. I was doing it. You know, I was being bad, but I just liked it so much. So that's that you know, cycle of self-blame for something mm-hmm. that's so natural because mm-hmm. we don't speak about it. Mm-hmm. You can't tell anyone. You can't See, go that, to school and tell your girlfriends, do you play with your... I didn't know the word clitoris. Right. There, there is no words for it or mm-hmm. space to say anything about it. I don't know. My experience was different. Um, I was uh, a single parent family. Ah, okay, good. Single parent was male. <laughs> okay, good. He yeah. was very, very scientific about things. He bought me this pop-up book. Of, of, you know, the vagina and the penis. And it was all these scientific names and you would pull one part and you would see, like, the egg going down the fallopian tube. So I had all these scientific labels for it. So I could, you know, vocalise it. And I don't know. And we were very open about that's sexuality. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's a blessing. Yeah. Where is your dad from? What Please. culture? Um, um, uh, Belgium. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, more liberated than, you know, Greeks from the islands. Well, he, was defi- <laughs> he was definitely a hippie. He yeah. was definitely a hippie. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So that's a blessing because you got that start. You didn't have to overcome the shame first. That's that's great. That's why... Well, the we- shame came from me because I was like, ew, this is like too much, you know. Like I felt embarrassed about it because it was an, it, 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 like in popular culture then. Um, it's not really talked about. You know, you squirm a little bit. It's like, eh, this is gross. It's like that when you're a kid, like maybe five, six, seven. You know, you see poo. Ooh, it's poo. Um, yeah, you so squirm that, with anything that has to do with the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of shame. But then the shame did come because with the pegging thing, because no one really talks about that. And, and even bisexuality, you know, it's like, is there something... Even finding a partner that was compatible with me properly. Like, is there something wrong with me? Do I need to change? Like, am I not normal? Should I try this, you know, vanilla lifestyle? You know what? It's not for me. So after a while, you know, I just didn't have a partner for a long time because I'm just lying to you. I'm lying to myself. We're not compatible and that's okay. You know, not trying to force myself into a situation um, as a young adult because you just want to fit in sometimes you think you need to fit in because that's how it's supposed to be because not all of the role modeling mm. includes everyone no. it's a, so yeah 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 so I limited, didn't, I didn't so limited. <laughs> the word peg i didn't know that existed till like three years ago it's like, <laughs> it's like do, do you like pegging i'm like what's that and he's like, you know, penetrating a man with a strap. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that's what it was. So it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's good that the words are coming out. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but you are mostly hetero. hetero? Um, I like what I like. Um, and I'm very picky. So 
I have male intimate partners, uh, long-term, and female intimate partners who are long-term. But we have very clear understandings and boundaries and different ways we express our love to each other. Um, in terms of penetrative sex, that is something that, that I don't... Um, you know, I'm a monogamous in that sense with a man of you know one penis at a time. Because um, I think you you ex- it's the energy exchange. Correct. It's the yeah, energy yeah, exchange. Yeah. No, you know, I get you. you can completely. Feel it. I'm very very sensitive to energies. Right. You yeah. know, I can feel you a thousand miles away. So I don't I don't need to mess up my energy space um, with your energy space and a bunch of who knows who energy spaces. So that's where I say that I'm picky with my 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 mates and my partners. So let me just re um, rephrase it. You have a primary partner in when it comes to heterosexual yeah. sex. Yeah. Um, and for the length of that relationship, his penis is the only penis that comes inside you. Yeah. For that reason that you just described. Yeah. Uh, but then you can peg other men or you can no. have sex with other women. No, no, no. No, no. that's not... Th- I mean, it's not really... had the opportunity to explore that but it's not really my thing mm. you know um yeah i'm kind of i mean when i'm in a relationship i'm with that person that's you know, nice I'm kind of happy um now when i'm not in a uh quote unquote when we define those terms as you are my partner, partner yeah yeah you know i have my lovers okay you know, and we share space um but generally you know i have my 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 girlfriend and we do girly things together um long-term girlfriend and i have my male partner been a few years as well you know and we we have an understanding between each other but when right. if, if so you're like friends with benefits to say it in the most common popular term you know and I guess. but if we, if one of us is in a relationship then we respect the boundaries of that, that relationship yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah yeah and while you're in between relationships, you have familiarity and history, so you feel safe and yeah. you can kind of like pick up where you left off. Yeah. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important to be able to sustain um, a sexual relationship past that beginning and end that the mainstream culture gives. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel it's it's liberating and evolved to not going to this like heavy dramatic melodramatic emotional states of like love has to become hate mm-hmm. and you know when i'm with you i love you when you betray me or you go with someone else or i betray you then we go into like huge conflict mode and hate and drama the emotional and pain body the emotional pain body mm-hmm. which then feeds on itself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so then all we do is just obsess in drama right yeah. obsess with the drama yeah. and living that devastating for me energetically you know mm-hmm. energetically devastating drama mode mm-hmm. because the the pain body the, you know the little monster inside you gets bigger and bigger as mm-hmm. you feed it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you don't you know if you're not conscious mm-hmm. you don't stop in time mm-hmm. and and it and and i think it really like lo- logically there is no logic in these things but if you try in in good sense in like a human sense to understand this um if you love somebody you can't just hate them overnight because of you know human frailty because we're all frail beings in need of mercy and we will all falter right mm-hmm. so um but I think it's human, wonderful. It's the human condition. Right, it's the human condition. You know, we, we are here to learn to make mistakes, to love, to falter, right. to forgive, to go right. through um, all the emotions. Loss, emotion, yeah. betrayal, yeah. rejection. Yeah. abandonment. Right, abandonment. You know, and you can, to take it to kind of a different direction within astrology, um, everyone has the chiron, the wounded healer within their chart. And that is sometimes a signature for the kind of, um, wound you're going to feel within a certain lifetime and this bands for between generations you know 10 years they'll feel this 10 years they'll feel that depending on what sign it's in so you can also look at it that way so and that helps you to not be attached to the emotion you know the the emotion is something which is felt it is not us yeah i agree with you very much yeah and i and i do actually use astrology for that specific reason 
And people ask me, you know, they say, do, they, do you believe that? Do you really believe like your horoscope? I'm like, no, it has nothing mm. at all to do with mm. the horoscope. Mm. What you get is exactly one more uh, methodology mm-hmm. and we can use all of them mm-hmm. and, and one more methodology to get away from yourself mm-hmm. and look at yourself from the outside mm-hmm. the bigger picture uh, yes the bigger picture yeah. is oh it's the full moon mm-hmm. this ocean is rising the water and the blood in me is rising mm-hmm. that's why i feel this way so mm-hmm. it could be physical or it could be emotional right mm-hmm. but having the sense that there may be other actors other you know whether it's planetary or anything whatever you want to name it besides yourself it allows you space mm-hmm. right to look at yourself and not think i can fix this it's my fault i did yeah. it i'll undo yeah. it i i i i take it personally right take mm-hmm. it personally mm-hmm. which is where the rejection comes back in mm-hmm. you know if we don't take rejection as a personal affront and insult a lot of this drama doesn't have to happen, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. If we could just, like, think yeah. that the other person did their best yeah. in that moment, in that space, That's it. then we don't suffer. We don't have, like, three more years of obsessing and, you know, emotional pain. And so it's really for our own evolution. Yeah. Um, and I think it's uh, admirable um, that, you know, you're able to have relationships, long-term relationships with people where well, you go in and you go out without the sense of possessiveness but you and know what? ownership. That, I, I do think that that's a British thing. Mm. I don't know. It is completely different. The dating scene out there compared to here is completely different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and how is that? Oh, I think <laughs> in the UK, people are a lot more upfront and honest about what it is that they want and what it is that they don't want how a relationship evolves over time you know you okay you meet someone you get it on maybe maybe not you become friends you hang out you get to know each other but you you start off with this foundation of right you're cool we'll hang out we might do a thing um i'm not see you for a while but i'll see you in in the pub or whatever and we'll carry on we're just feeling each other out we don't have to put these labels on everything and out here it's 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 almost insulting that a man feels like he has to woo you to try and sleep with you is don't you know I can see that a mile away? Are right. you, am I? What are you taking me for an idiot? Come on now, come on! Haven't you got more? Can't you come with something better? It's really frustrating, and I see this is my thing. I love intellectual stimulation, and it's really boring. Like it's <laughs> so cliche. Yeah. Like wow. Wow, I hear the same line over and over and over and over. What's and over. the line? Oh, you're from England? Oh, I've been there. Oh, you eat teen crumpets? No, I don't eat teen crumpets with the wow, queen. Wow, that's so like, sad. It's okay. No, it is what it is. I have to allow that person to be where they are in that moment. Right, they're that's trying. Their and they're yeah. trying. They're mm-hmm. trying. They're trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot more genuine genuine conversations that strike up in Europe. We, we'll be like, oh, I like your shoes. Oh, where'd you get them from? You know, oh, have you been to this place before? It's like, you know, connect with me. Connect with me. I'm more than my accent. I'm more than what you see. I know you feel it. That's why you came over. You know, connect. Yeah. And and that 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 um facade that I have experienced here where it's quite um it's harder to get to a deeper level here than it is in the UK. Yeah. Like maybe because it is it's grey a lot and you know <laughs> Yeah, people are like stuck in crowded spaces. Right, right, you have to get to know each other quick. Yeah. <laughs> and and Miami's transient. Right, transient. Very people transient. come and go. Yeah. Yeah. People come and go. Or they haven't done enough soul searching. Yeah, it's also know. considered at least a play town, you know. So mm. people come for like quick and easy play, which yeah. is misunderstanding because mm. mm-hmm. um it's a very rich social environment, you know. Mm-hmm. There are people from everywhere. I, I love it personally. It's perhaps the first place I've, I don't get bored because mm-hmm. there's so much variety, and and I love the transients mm-hmm. f- for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, um, I love that it's like because I live in Miami Beach, so it's mm. li- really tiny, mm-hmm. <laughs> and in that tiny bit of made-up land in the middle of the ocean, there is so much change and movement, and and you know. It's like the waves, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 
Uh, I enjoy it, but I think it's completely misunderstood mm-hmm. so much. Is. So people come thinking the whole place is like a giant club yeah. or, um, you know, dating scene. Yeah. Um, but going, I, yeah, I mean, that's the, I think that in general in Europe there is um, more freedom from Puritanism um, and all, all over Europe, you know, th- there is more of an ease yeah. in talking about things. Yeah, you and know, just like seeing it. Even the old people, they make dirty jokes all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, they never like, stop. Whenever my family like, this is so awkward. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family too. My dad's like 80 something and he will not stop with X-rated jokes and they come out of him, you know, like it's not just the jokes he knows but, but like naturally like he'll see something and turn it into yeah. something dirty which is the the beauty of humor, by the yeah. way, right? Yeah. And it's the history that's the the tradition of yeah. humor. Humor has to be X-rated yeah. and take things apart, irreverent. Yeah, yeah it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. That's what it is. It's a release. Mm-hmm. You know, just like sex. It's mm-hmm. just a release mm-hmm. of like pent-up energies from mm-hmm. having to that's like do it. what you're supposed to do right? all day long. Yeah, no one wants to like be duty-bound all mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Right. Even just going to the beach, it's normal to be topless. That's just right, totally normal. normal. Yeah, no Where one is looking at anything. People yeah. will look at you if you're wearing a top, you know, and it's like here, people, you know, it's so, I just, I just want to take my top off and be liberated and it doesn't have to be um, sexual. Right, it's not at all a come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get some sun on my nipples, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I found, um, you know, when I was young, I found a lot more information about sexual practice and life in Europe. You know, yeah. like German porn. Oh, my God. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> in, wow. Like, like 60s and 70s yeah. videotapes. Yeah. Do you Amazing. remember this show? I think it was called Eurotrash. Yeah. With Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ooh, come on. That was that was my whole childhood. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. of course, yeah. I'm going to be yeah. into yeah. all of these kind of things. <laughs> I was exposed to it. Yeah. With yeah. Lola, with the massive boobs. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And there was, yeah, there were some very strange episodes. Um, but it was good sex education. Because, oh, great sex education. Yeah. We were able to see it, like, laugh about it. Hee. Um, right, but you see like a spectrum, yeah, and it's not like at all about penetration, no. but you just see all kinds of bodies and all kinds of like dressing the body yeah. and you know archetypal fetishes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's good because then you don't feel so alone. Then you 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 feel safe to be open about these things and that and you know again talking about cultures, um, the BDSM scene here. It's still, I feel a little bit repressed, still a little bit cliche um, from um, within the cultural background that I identify with most um, here in South Florida. Um, Which is what? Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not Caucasian. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there is still development that needs to be done there, I think. Um, you know, where in London, there's a lot more people of colour that are into it. And you yeah. see them around. And it's mm-hmm. so funny because it's like, yeah, man, I'm a road man. But you're here in, in the fetish club. I love it. Mm-hmm. You're just open. You just mm-hmm. want to explore. And then right. we'll have a deep conversation about what are we talking about? I don't remember. Some book. You know? <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is. Just one human dressing up exploring something and latex is nice oh my god it makes you look so good what is that i know i know i I don't even yeah Yeah. the way it transforms your Mm -hmm. body Mm -hmm. yeah it's very nice yeah too bad it's expensive yeah it's it's so worth the investment it really is yeah it really is and when you see someone doing like the shibaru uh, with the ropes it's tantric it's a deep transcending meditation yeah i agree and that's the intimacy of bdsm now now that's what what draws me in with bdsm is that deep level of trust and intimacy and bearing of your soul Mm -hmm. because um yeah it's extraordinary trust especially in public yeah Yeah. and there are differences i think with the way people will do it i think there are some um 
some groups or you come into it for different reasons. Some different intentions might be to actually transfer pain to another, that real kind of power and dominance power play. Like I'm not into CBT really, like cock and ball torture, like kicking a man in the balls. Not really my thing. Putting a sound down his urethra. Yes, my thing. I don't know why. Put in what? Um... Like a needle? It's not a needle. It's like a, a um, it's called a sound. Mm. It's um, a metal tube, like a straw, and it okay. has different um, diameters, um, progressively larger down the man's urethra. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen <laughs> it done. I just didn't know the word. There you go. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that specific word. Yeah, yeah. I wonder where that word comes from. Mm. Good, good Interesting. Question. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what else? Um, so that that idea of experiencing the pain to transcend the body mm-hmm. to reach a higher level of consciousness as opposed to just wanting to inflict pain for um you know for pain's sake exactly to be yes. violent i don't yeah. do it to be violent no i don't think anyone well anyone who is conscious and is in so bringing consciousness right exactly i don't think that the purpose is pain um if you do it in a conscious way, yeah. ever. I think yeah. it's exactly what you said. You transcend the limits of the body, and by doing that, you transcend the limits of the self, mm-hmm. which is more important than the limits of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you kind of rise above the self, and you find that bigger space mm-hmm. of consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, the greater consciousness that unites mm-hmm. us all. Um, and and the body is just the venue, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Because yeah. the sensation yeah. takes you there. Yeah. And I think that when you do it in public... It's even more intense mm-hmm. because there is an audience, you know, mm-hmm. there's testimony, mm-hmm. there's witness. So, yeah. um, and, and there are all kinds of ways to, to reach it. You know, I, I don't know where everyone's preference really comes from. It's deep inside, like childhood imagery that we saw yeah. <laughs> before we knew or, had, yeah. you know, words to describe it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could be all kinds but i i do i what what i think it's really useful for everyone like heteronormative married people is that um performative and ceremonial aspect mm, the ritual right the ritual the of ritual sex. yes right there is deep ritual within bdsm with um bondage um and the slowness of the time the slowness you have right? you know, I, yeah. I you have if are you dominant submissive or a switch um I am primarily dominant, you know, I can be submissive. Very rarely am I submissive for someone. Mm -hmm. And they have to really earn my submission. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, they have to like really know what they're doing and you respect them enough to pay homage by giving you submission. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and I'm more of the predator type. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like ropes. I like to be tied up. Uh, the Japanese ropes mm-hmm. there and bondage, but not into wearing a collar. So is these? This is why it's the switch. Exactly. It's the, it's the yeah. It's the the dichotomy um, of these power plays because even when people do like dominant, if you're like a dom as a professional dom, you're actually submissive to the submissive. Correct. I agree completely. Yeah, because you're doing exactly what you're told. And as they like it, and then you're paid. Yeah. So your pleasure, your presence is ghosted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when when I do 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 uh, role plays, you know, it is very um, ritualistic where you you have all the toys out first. You lay mm. them out properly. You know, you clean you clean your leather. You 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 shine your latex. You take care of these items as you would your your body that you have everything laid out you you know depending oh i'm not the most (laughs) you know i get carried away sometimes (laughs) without all the planning some people might have a script of what they're going to do they talk it out you have your safe word yeah of course you might even change your name and be that person that's right the character character within that time yeah um but that they're they're like lifestyle doms and i what um, Adam told me was that he thought there were some people who were just born this way and some people where it's kind of a somewhat a learnt behaviour or behaviour that comes from, you know, it's developed. Exposure, yeah, right, maybe. to the lifestyle, yeah. 
you know, um, and that's where the difference lays in in how you will proceed with a scene. Because if it's mm-hmm. just part of your nature, mm-hmm. you know, I don't particularly... Some people see pegging as, you know, an act of dominance over the male and, like, me want to show that I have power over him. It's not. I just really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It turns me on. Yeah. Like, it's, So do you always end the pegging with climax, whether you make mm. yourself come or your partner makes you come? Uh, Does it, no, 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 no. All the time it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, let's just do this, mm-hmm. you know, randomly. Yeah. That's why it's just more, more natural as right. in when it feels like maybe it's right. just going to be oral, you know. It, it doesn't always have to, right. but it's just nice to be able to express that. Exactly. Well, I mean, I just two, two comments from where I'm listening. One is I don't think that we're born a certain way. I think we are all born every way. Mm. So I think that at moment zero, <laughs> right? Like if there is such a thing as moment zero, brand new out of the womb, first opening into light, eyes open, we scream, what's going on? Dark light, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. At that moment, I think we are everyone. We're mm-hmm. all everyone. Mm-hmm. And and I think that very quickly, faster than we can even describe because we're always looking backward, so we're not there in the present moment. But within those two, three first years, as we pass and explain language mm-hmm. and also social, you know, social behavior, whether it is, you know, stand when we stand, sit when we stand. No, no, no. You know, don't be naked. Don't throw things. No, don't, 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 don't. Right. Mm. So within within those formative years that we have no access to, I think that that greater consciousness that we're born with gets shifted around a lot and thoughtlessly most of the time mm-hmm. and then through however our, our our specific brain interprets what happens around us we become what we say I was born this way because it's really it could be at the age of two it could be at the age of one and a half it could be at the age of two and a half so it's so early and it's before we have words And the understanding of words, you know, we're learning everything. We're learning how to like pee in a pot Mm -hmm. or, you know. (laughs) So um, there there is definitely a a violence in the way that we educate our very young because it always comes from uh, mostly punishment and feedback, right? And then that gets continued as we, as we, keep growing and our brain interprets pain, hurt, pleasure, gratification haphazardly Mm -hmm. with whatever we were dealt at that young age and then that forms a narrative you know and we go with it but I think it's like uh, I don't really think that it's because we're born literally I think it's just the effect of all that socializing so fast, you know, so well, quickly you know, on us. I also, you know, I also think maybe, maybe there's also the aspect of um, if our soul is just in in this body for this lifetime, who knows about all the other lifetimes we've had as a man, as a woman, as as bisexual, as gay, as heterosexual, and all these personalities that exist in us, or like you said, all at the same time, that we're born with everything. Right. Right? Um, so, yes, there's this, there, there is this idea of conditioning, but what if there's no boundaries and you are yourself trying to make your own construct? Well, wow. I don't know. Which <laughs> is basically what, what I had no boundaries. Right. So I was like, well, who Oh, no, I? but you have boundaries. You have boundaries. Well, my boundaries know. came from... From watching TV, yeah. your peers, your yeah. first girlfriend, your but first it, your first friend at the age of two, your first play date. That's a boundary. But when we talk the about... parents of your wait, friends... Wait, hold on a minute. When we talk yeah. about child development, how a child learns is normally going to be from the most um, direct child development is going to be from, from your mother, father, your aunt or your uncle. If they... If they are enforcers, Generally, but in your case, yeah. they weren't, he yeah. wasn't so enforcing. So then, yeah. So those boundaries then came further away. Right. So generally speaking, um, those primary boundaries are made with those role models. If they're present. If they're present. I, I mean, in this town, for example, nowadays, mm. it's often the nanny. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Very oh, true. The nanny in daycare or, yeah. the, you know, the nanny in Montessori. Yeah. The parents are gone. True. Yeah. Didn't think of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's just when I say arbitrary, I think that, you know, the little tiny 
system of recognition, uh, you know, as soon as possible, tries to translate to avoid punishment, mm. to avoid yeah. feeling bad. Yeah. However, that gets translated. Yeah. Pavlov's right? dog, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, but the other thing that I wanted to touch on f- from what you said is, you know, the slowing down of time, which mm-hmm. is the ritualistic aspect mm-hmm. of BDSM. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that one of the limitations, extreme limitations of heteronormative sex is that it's supposed to be happening in this like huge whoosh yeah. and hairy of the end goal is the passion. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to be transported. Yeah. Um, by this mostly male, but let's say male and female, we're going to be generous and feminist and (laughs) and say by this like joint need for climax Climax. and you both pushing to come as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you reverse that, Mm -hmm. that's all it would take. Mm -hmm. You just reverse that as an experiment and try to come as As slowly slowly. as possible. I don't know if you're familiar with edging, but that's it. You just, you know, you, you get to yourself just to that point. It's like, stop. Take your hands off. Edge. Edge. Just wait until you get to that, to that, just you're about to release and just stop. And you can do that for hours. Yeah. And that's the beauty, I think, where you just, you're in that sexual energy, you know, that tantric field. And even, I always think of like the Mary Magdalene scrolls. um, Oh. Yeah. That, you know, taking it back to there. Right, right. That kind of um, ritualistic, uh, no, was it? Was it? What would the word be? It's not. It's not religion, but it's that kind of practice, sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, you you open up your chakras, you you activate your your, your kundalini energy. That's and right. If anyone's done plant medicine, you'll know that that energy is primal, and that primal, primal. energy is sexual. Woohoo! And healing. Ooh, yes. It's sexual and it's also healing. Right. It heals. You, you know, it resets every button. Like we brush our hair, we brush our teeth. This is like washing our soul from mm-hmm. the inside. Mm-hmm. And that primal creative energy is right. sexual. Exactly. That's God. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The primary creative sexual energy is sexual. Yeah, and it so is you're God. touching God mm-hmm. with your sexuality. Speaking of being a muse, exactly. You do. You reach as close as you can to the divine with your sexuality when it's pure. That's and why it's precious. That's and that's that's why that's where birth comes from. Yeah, it's not an accident because mm-hmm. that's the closest to divine, mm-hmm. creating life mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. life. It all comes through. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It all comes through. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's beautiful, um, and and part of our task, you know, in, in this conversation, is to try to kind of give everyone the opportunity to re, you know, re-examine their sexual practices and open them up, and I and I and I do believe, you know, and I do advise this strongly that it has a very practically healing effect, you know, for people who like have stress-related disorders. Mm-hmm who, you know, have severe um, stress, um, you know, tension, uh, tension, you know, containment in their body. Um, Yes, you can go get a massage or whatever you do, you know, acupuncture, chiropractor, all these treatments to try and open up your energetic channels Mm -hmm. and release the stress. But you could just as easily and more pleasurably do it with your own partner If you rethink what you think sex is, yeah. and it's not just like a battle, you know, a, a battle of who will make yeah. each other come sooner or, yeah. um, you, you know, conquer missing, each other. You're missing ninety-five percent of the story, right? You know, yes, just trying to get to the climax, right? Oof, no foreplay and just that that energy exchange. As we, you know, before we get to the climax, I don't know if people have experienced this or not, but I just feel my whole energy body just vibrate yeah and, exactly you know then you just just everything's vibrating and when you and your partner you're so connected you're in that state that's when miracles happen exactly um and it's of course it's amazing stress relief amazing know? stress relief. as long as you're both connected and you're conscious and you're not using each other's human masturbating machines exactly and, you know you become an instrument of yeah. all this of the divine yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm and then you can take it into your daily life. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that that, that um, experience 
follows you in your work, mm-hmm. in your treatment of other people. Mm-hmm. Compassion. Your compassion, right. Being exactly. open. Mm-hmm. Just like, you're mm-hmm. human. You know, when mm-hmm. I, whenever I see people that are a bit stressed out, I'm like, you just need to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in just any, any way. No, like, no don't, to... like, don't go hire somebody to get laid. No. <laughs> But you need to go and have some good extra loving yeah you know like yeah. some real like mm, well, you know but like good you know by good we mean i we don't mean like you know go on a dating app and and mm-hmm. swipe and no. then try to you know no. get late on the first connection date. right exactly connection. <laughs> connection. connection yeah take it beyond just the physical yeah realm yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. so and do you find that you use that at all in your work Do you find that um, that energy and that the, the experience, or are they two very separate? You keep them separate. Um, like, there is, I mean, I keep mine separate, so that's legit. In a, way, in a way, I used to. I used to keep those certain parts of myself separate. But now, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. If you've got a problem, there's some rocks for you to kick. Like, <laughs> with so much love, with so much yeah. love, because life yeah. is finite. And that I've learned through my experience. Life is finite. One day, you, you, I won't be here. You won't be there. I'm just trying to make the most of this opportunity now and this life that I have now. And it's all love. It's all love. It all comes from yeah. the heart. It's, with my intention comes from the heart. You know, I'm probably going to mess up like every human does. But the intention comes from the heart. It comes from a place of love. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And yeah, staying in that place is just life-changing mm-hmm. it's life-changing mm-hmm. but i had to experience the you know the 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 opposite to be able to create space for all of that exactly you know exactly all the doubt all the questioning and you know the re-emergence the flowering yeah of the self yeah yeah and in order to be in a place of love you have to love yourself first yes and in order to love yourself first you have to give yourself permission to yes. be human and to be right in instead of, of like truth. always lying mm. and covering exactly. up your tracks and trying exactly. to give an image that's yeah. not true to who you yeah. are yeah. and you know projecting yeah. and hoping that you'll catch up with this projection yeah. which you want yeah if you can just be authentic right if you can f- find your authentic self mm. which is part of the task yes <laughs> because you know we get so caught up in yeah. in all of these masks and roles yeah. and you know one moment you wear the hat of being you know your job and then you're a parent or then you know you're an uncle or yeah. then you're a son mm-hmm. or so by taking on all these parts you know people just end up wanting to get approval mm-hmm. and to please mm-hmm. and then we live at this moment of social media where like feedback is one of our main mm, social image, training image, image, image. methods yeah. right so I do something superficial I get likes ah that's good yeah. makes me feel bad right. you know good yes. so if I get ignored I won't do yeah. it anymore external validation because it makes me feel bad yeah. right but it's just so surface level mm. and and I think that it makes a lot of us a lot of people get into even deeper into yeah. this mode of social approval or social ignorance. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be rejection. And I think it's, it's also <laughs> learning what you feel like without all the stimulus. Exactly. sexual t- stimulus. I mean, I've, I've gone a few times, like a year, year and a half without any sex. Without partner. Right. Without partner. Because I, I needed to feel my energy. Exactly. What I felt like, what, you know. Um, And that's deeply informative. That. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 but then you also have to come together <laughs> with partner, with connection to know what your triggers are, you know, to to create an expansion. So it is important to honor both, you know, independent and codependency because uh, they both have their mm, tools that we can use. Right. And we all have, you know, soft limits and hard limits. Mm. And we, in the process of being with a partner, we can like, expand both you know try things out so if we have a soft limit you know something that eh, we're feeling really kind of you know awkward about because we haven't really tried it but we don't have a legitimate reason like a childhood trauma or something mm, you know mm. being with the right partner we can experience that and mm-hmm. actually learn the, the truth mm, yeah right? yeah and every time you experience something new yeah you put more information into this identity mm-hmm. um who is you 
without the opinion of other people, mm. without the judgment of other people, mm. without yeah. what your mom thinks or your right, right. you know girlfriend thinks or whoever, yeah. right? And says and wants and demands and yeah. says is right and wrong. If you just kind of push all that aside. Step back. Right, step back and take, you know, like find ways to get the pure intel mm. <laughs> about yourself without reactions without giving reactions back, right? Um, so it's it's the opposite of like on-screen time. It's the mm. opposite of social media time. Mm. It's mm-hmm. just like Meditation. silence, meditative, yeah. right? Yeah. Solo time where you find yourself and, um, and then rejoin it. Mm-hmm. And then from that place, mm-hmm. as you say, you blossom into the flower. Yeah. yeah, and that's so beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, it was a, a beautiful conversation. Thank I you, enjoyed thank it you. enormously. <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this my guest. Thank you, Lulu. Um, I will be back with you next Friday. Thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer. And uh, until then, this is Eve Eurydice. Please speak sex. Bye. Bye.